Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. I'm your host Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. And this week is no exception, episode 179 dedicated to, well, a mashup of our favourite things, the 80s, sci-fi, action, a little bit of the 70s. It's a huge mashup and it's a conversation that I think many a film folk have had around the uh, kitchen table or in the pub or the bar or anywhere else. What you're trying to say is this is ultimate water cooler talk. This is going to be the talk of the world. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone's going to be listening. Everyone's going to be debating. I mean, and probably were 20 years ago when it was relevant. But Robocop versus Terminator versus Alien versus Predator. And the ultimate showdown, celebrity deathmatch, who would come out champion out of those four Goliath franchises, oh. characters, some of cinema's greatest. Oh my God, you're talking about iconic. And then you've got to remember, there's a, there's, we've got villains, we've got goodies, we've got everything. Mm. We've got, you know, aliens from another planet. We've got things from another time. And then we've got whatever Robocop was. The cyborg <laughs> there you go. thing. <laughs> that eats baby food, maybe. It is a good conversation to have, and it's one we're going to revisit now. If you are a diehard fan um, of sci-fi movies and, and these kind of films that we're going to be talking about, we have done deep dives into these films. So we've done a Terminator episode. We've done an Alien episode. We've done a Predator episode. We haven't done Robocop yet. There's a reason. <laughs> well, but we've done the deep dives of the other three franchises. Go back and collect and collect. Go back and listen. <laughs> collect so that, some knowledge. <laughs> go. go back and listen to those episodes after this one, as well as any of the other 170 episodes we've done. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe. You'll get a new episode each and every week. 6 a.m. on a Monday morning. There you go. And what's better than waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning to another episode of our Velvety Voices? <sighs> Just treating the world, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and who's to say you don't have to listen straight away, but download it. Mm. Download it straight away. <laughs> listen later. Listen to it on the bus. Listen to it on a commute. Listen to it when you're walking the dog or you're exercising. Or maybe you're doing the housework. I don't know. Maybe if you're just having an argument, you want to take yourself away for an hour, two hours, two hours, forty. <laughs> <laughs> this one won't be that long, will no, it? No, 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 come on. But we have left no stone unturned on the quest to find the greatest movies of all time. We've done all sorts. We've done episodes on directors. We've done them on specific genres. We've done animation at least three times. We, <laughs> we just keep going. Streaming services, cinema, classics. We just talk about movies and films each week. No politics, no scripts, just talking. Yeah, just words. For movie fans, by movie fans. That's essentially what we are. Now, next caveat. Mm. everyone listening to this will have their own personal favourite. Oh, no. And I guarantee we're going to say something wrong at some point. Mm. Around, well, but actually, no, that isn't true because actually... Because I don't care. Because the comic books that were canon that came out in the video game when it was Robocop for Stimulator. So what we're doing with this one is we're just going to take a very comedic like sense of just talking shit about these characters yep. in hypothetically who would win, highlights from the franchises. But really, I am looking at the origins of these. So I'm not looking at, you know, Robocop in Robocop 3 or in a, or in a comic book series. I'm not looking at Terminator in Dark Fate because no one was. <laughs> I'm not going to look at uh, Alien 3 because no one wants to. <laughs> and I'm not going to look at the later Predator. We are looking at the origins, the first, the originals, their first time on screen. And we're going to compare those bad boys against mm. each other. Yeah, so, uh, so I guess what we're trying to say is we're having fun. Mm. Don't be a Terminator, be a Robocop. That's essentially what we're saying. Don't, don't get angry. Just listen. And listen. if you've got an opinion, please feel free to get in touch. Yeah. Um, before that, though, how's your week been? It's been fine. New year, new me. Hashtag all the way. Mm. Just, you know, everything's starting to fall in its place. Life is good. Life is pretty good, actually. Just fucking jinx that, ain't you? Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to get fired and then be hit by an asteroid tomorrow. <laughs> what a day. Uh, no, life's good. Um, I got to spend, like, pretty much the new year with my niece, which was awesome because she's brilliant. There's a, we posted a picture of her at the cinema where it looks like she's been engulfed, by, engulfed in flames. However... 
a second cinema experience. One of the millions that have gone to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. And let's be honest, that film is a juggernaut and is not slowing down. I know. And, even and, even at the local cinema now, it's still dominating all the screens. Do you know what? I'm actually all right with it because it's, I know it sounds really weird and COVID's not over. It's nice to see people going back to the cinema. Mm. It makes me excited. March, we've got the Batman. I'll be there. You know, all of these films, I can't wait. And then obviously it's coming up to Oscar season. This is when, when they get announced, mate. We've just had the Golden Globes last night. It's time to, it's time for Lincoln to actually get those films that you and I will finally watch. And then have that argument. Ne- next year, when we go, when we try and crown the best film of 2022. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is Oscar season, isn't it? That is in the buzz. That, you know, it's that mm. January time it's you know i don't really care too much for the oscars but it is fun to kind of join in the film talk and yeah the... and pretend to know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. i did as well yeah pretty much <laughs> power of the dog was big when they're at the gone goes have you rewatched it have you given it a second gander i have yeah and i did enjoy it i enjoyed it as much as the first time i'll be honest <laughs> and that's it just you don't see it i didn't see, i no, don't it's... see i do no i do i do i think this i think every it's got it doesn't have a weak link I will say that, you know, about an, uh, certainly a film that's up for best picture. Mm. It doesn't have a weak link anywhere within that cast or, or behind the camera. Um, oh. And I, and I do appreciate it. I like the pace. I like the style, the storytelling. I do, I do really like, I did like it. There's no, you know, it's not a bad movie at all. This film does something that I don't think it's done since Arrival. When I was watching the film Arrival, because it's not picturesque, it's mm. setting like, it's mostly like, mossy and, and wet I always remember I, I actually get cold watching the film uh, Arrival Dusty yeah it's when I watch Paradox I always have, need to go for a drink if I had gone to the cinema mate towards this, I would have spent so much money on drinks Dusty it's dusty it is yeah dry mouth it doesn't give me fizzy knickers though that's the <laughs> problem no fizzy it doesn't and, and you know and I'm looking for my best picture I'm looking for fizzy knickers <laughs> you need a bit of fizz mate <laughs> um, yeah any movies this week uh, no TV series I, I've gone back I, I've rewatched uh, Hawkeye because I thought I missed an episode but it turns out it's just pacing of a certain episode was well off and come out of nowhere however really liking that gone back to some old classics because I haven't had that much time however did get me a chance to see the original Robocop which I obviously for this episode <laughs> I'm going to talk about yeah the original Robocop yeah well, there you go. Other than that, no, it, it's been a it's been a damn good week. I'm, I'm waiting for the next week when it's going to be my week, my seven days. Hashtag me. I watched the brand new Amazon exclusive, The Protege. Ooh, starring uh, Maggie Q, Michael Keaton, Samuel Jackson, and Robert Patrick. Oh, two Batman's. Yeah, well, a couple of names in there that's uh, no, that's Robert Pattinson. I was going to say Robert Pattinson. No, Robert Patrick. T1000. So we do have a Terminator link. We do, uh, you know, and Sam Jackson, Robocop, remake. Ooh. That might come later. And Michael Keaton was in that, wasn't he? He was in that. He's yeah. the, he's the, like, the villain of the, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's white and he's in this film. He's definitely the villain. <laughs> <laughs> the Protégé, uh, directed by Martin Campbell, who did Green Lantern and Casino Royale. Oh, there you go. There's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to sift through that, but yeah, there you go. I, very briefly... Maggie Q plays Anna, who's this skilled contract killer uh, under the oh, wing. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's all she plays. That's like <laughs> literally the only thing she plays. Under the wing and guidance of Moody, who's played by Samuel Jackson. Um, however, Moody is killed and then she vows revenge on those responsible for his death. I always find that with these kind of movies that if you, you know, don't go out, go after the young blood first because mm. they've got more of a fighting spirit to come after you. And I know in these movies, they often try and take out everyone so that there's no like trace or anything like that. But don't leave the young kind of energetic, you know, new killer on the loose. Why do they always have to avenge a killing? Like, wouldn't it be better if like you avenged, like they accidentally took their change at the supermarket? Because that would be better. It's like, where's my £1.38? <laughs> or, or, so Samuel Jackson in this, you know, gets killed. 
And Maggie Q goes, well, to be fair, we killed a lot of people. That's fair. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like the, the, the film starts with a montage of them two on all these hits across the years. And her starting out as a little girl, uh, you know, that he kind of takes under his wing. And then, you know, it shows you these kills in places like Romania, you know, these people that are untouchable, these mobsters that she infiltrates the gangs and pulls off these hits. And yeah, when Samuel Jackson dies, which is the whole point of the movie, that's not a spoiler. That's the, you know, that's the premise of yeah. why you're watching it. The, you know, it would have been much better if she just went, oh, fuck it. Well, you know, we had a, we had a good run. I should I should deal with this like properly. I should go see someone, get work through my anger. Yeah. You can't really get mad at someone doing something what you do all the time. <laughs> well, so that's what I never really got about. We did a few months ago the film Jolt. Mm. I don't really understand the point of that film. It's like, she's angry, so people want to die. <laughs> that's really it, right? Yeah, 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 and this is that. This is Amazon's wheelhouse at the moment, isn't it? These kind of femme fatale movies. Because I mean, Netflix have talked about that movie Kate, which was a little bit better than this. This, this film just is, a little bit. Yeah, well, it's a B movie action revenge thriller that has a terminal case of unoriginality. <laughs> Sorry, it, the, the film. It felt like loads of people I wanted to see in a movie. Um, you know, but from good actors, you know, Maggie Q, I do like. You know, and even in a bad movie, Maggie Q is normally the best thing in it. But it's, it, it was just like loads of actors there for a paycheck, needing new kitchens or, or whatever. But it's one of them films as well where people get stabbed, shot, set on fire, they fall out of buildings, they get run over by cars and they just dust it off. Obviously. You know what I mean? And like they've got a bit of a limp because they've got to act. You know? But it's like, and I was like, Jesus, like people would have died like 50 times by now. Like at the end, one of them is shot like eight times and just walks off and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Um, Magical bullets, mate. That must be what it is. Um, it has an orgy of stunt work and impressive uh, cinematography and fight choreography. Oh, cool. So if you do, you know, if you are into your John Wick kind of movies, this isn't that, but yeah, you will see a lot of um, action, like with all those different weapons that we talked about. There are scenes of, you know, one versus a hundred and, and then there are the more drawn out, beautifully stylized fight scenes. There's a Michael Keaton, Maggie Q fight scene in a house really? that goes on for a while and he's quite clever actually. There's And there's a couple of... It's really weird because they've got sexual tension between them. Ooh. Yes, believe that. Michael Keaton Michael and Maggie Q. Right. Um, and so they're, they're like fighting, but are they or are they just? But you know, they precursor. Yeah, it, it, but you know, um, they. So it, it's questionable filmmaking in the sense that there are scenes in the movie that just go on for way too long and don't add any kind of you know like so her cover again it's not a spoiler her cover for um the fact that she's a assassin for hire is she runs a bookstore but not just any bookstore like only specializes in first editions and again there's these awkward dialogue scenes where where's like it, where's that set in london uh, oh, do you know what? That's the only place I think you could have said it where yeah. you could probably get away with it because if it was like New York, it's like bullshit. Yeah, and it's <laughs> Knock like, it down and put Nando's or fucking Starbucks. But it's one of them as well where it's like, look, the film doesn't have enough time to give you character depth. So it's like, look, she's an assassin. She kills people with like all these weapons. But look, first she knows, edition, she knows her literature. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, we get it. She's complex, you know, and she, there's more to her than that. <laughs> she's complex. She can read and she can operate a gun. No, but do you know what I mean? No, it's I like it gives you, you the polar opposite of that character. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is a... So let me um, guess, she's got some sort of rule where she doesn't kill women or children. No? It, well, it's not exactly uh, like Kate, okay, that, really. that movie, but uh, it, it don't go into that much detail, really. The hits <laughs> that you see are all mob bosses and stuff like that. It has just some scenes as well that are really quite questionable. Like, So 
she gifts Samuel Jackson in it a guitar at one point. Now mm. I play guitar, so this is probably something that I notice in movies, but Samuel Jackson clearly can't play the guitar when he gets it. And it cuts to a scene of like these hands really shredding and playing some nice notes and stuff. <laughs> and it cuts back to Samuel Jackson not even holding it properly. <laughs> and so you're like, that's just poor edited. And you know, like Samuel Jackson's an actor, you know, act like you can play the guitar. Or why don't you just rewrite that scene to, I got you a painting as a gift. Because you can look at a painting and go, I like that. You know, <laughs> The best online review I ever read was, I'm sure, um, oh, I can't remember who it was, the actor who did American Sniper did a film about where they, they were a chef. He was called Heat or something. It was called Burnt. It was, oh, it was a, called Burnt. Bradley Cooper. Movie. Bradley Cooper. And I remember he was doing something in it. And the online review went, that's not how you make scrambled eggs, you pillock one star. <laughs> I thought it was just that, that level, mate. That's where I want to get in life. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but is that the movie where Gordon Ramsay's in it playing Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, and yeah. someone says, that's the most <laughs> unbelievable Gordon Ramsay that Gordon Ramsay's ever Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's that one. <laughs> this film is also full of um, twists that aren't twisty. Um, that you know, when the twist pulls off, it would have been a bigger twist if they didn't put the twist in the twist. <laughs> it's one of them kind of movies where it's like, I know exactly where this is going. Too many twists. Yeah, and if you just didn't do it, it would have been more twisty. Um, no, it didn't really have any style or anything like that. And it, when it, the movie said it's rivaling it against, honestly, you watch this movie and I was just like, I'd much rather be watching one of those mm. instead. So uh, it, it like, I don't know. It's it's one of the movies. It's a popcorn movie. It's ninety minutes, one hour forty at most. And there are some pretty stylized fight sequences, but it just, it's very bland, very yeah. bland. And uh, to be honest, I'm getting a bit, I don't know, there, there is sometimes a bit of a worry when you load on like a streaming service and you see, oh, I didn't know, I didn't even, I didn't even know about that movie. And then two minutes in, you're like, this is why I didn't yeah. know about this movie. No trailers, no build up, no online marketing or anything like that. It's just, just like, here's the film that just kind of slipped out. I did. So a few weeks ago, we did Jason Statham. Mm. I do have a great appreciation for what I would now call more realistic fighting. And I know that's still bullshit, but I think there's a scale. It starts oh. off with probably like the film, like, I don't know, 72 hours in, in Bazaar. I can't remember the name of that film, but that's a uh, John Kowalski film. Um, yeah, Tom Krasinski. Yeah. So that's a good film. It's Michael Bain. It's actually a good realistic film. And then the other style, you've got like John Wick. Whereas this film sounds, it's kind of like, on the cusp of middle Statham <laughs> with, um, with, with Maggie Q. And I got a great appreciation, but at the same time, that's where like the wheelhouse is absolutely full chocker of these type of films. They're never launching pads. So who's going to get nothing? No actor gets anything out of this. Like it's not going to make Samuel L. Jackson a huge star. It's not going to make Maggie Q, you know, strap, strap her on a rocket and send her into the stratosphere, but pays the bills. Mm. It's a film. Was it Okay. Yeah, I mean, don't yeah, it's right. watchable. I mean, I probably probably went to it too harsh there, but it, it just that was our way. Yeah, <laughs> and that that movie was thirteen hours. The Secret Soldiers so, of Benghazi, which Benghazi, is Benghazi. That was it. Which so is it the uh, but that's a very good film. Movie. If you've never seen that, that's that's one of the films that I've noticed that's on Netflix forever. Mm. <laughs> that's never coming off Netflix. Uh, so the Prodigy, it? it's just it's there, it's there. People want to watch it. So whilst I might not have been watching that much this week and you've only seen the one, we asked the fans what they've been list- watching and uh, Christian, he's been watching The Devil All The Time. Great film. Love yeah, oh that yeah, film. the Tom Holland one. Tom Holland, uh, Tom Holland and the actual Robert, Patrick. Robert, Pat- Robert Pattinson. Pat- <laughs> there you go. Um, and I think he, uh, I think that's a great film that is. It? Robert Pattinson's on a new level when he's playing like that vicar that's quite clearly off his nut, which, yeah. which I try to articulate, but that's really the only way to describe it or to scumbag. But then, that, that is a deep movie as well. That's a, it's not an easy watch. And it's, although you've got the intertwining storylines in it, it's, it's, a, it's about inheriting pain and hatred. And it is, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good Tom Holland movie, to be fair. It's a sweaty film. 
It's yeah. just like, I think that's how I'm going to review films. That was what my overriding thing was at the time. Dusty, mm. a bit sweaty. However, he did let himself down again, went back to the world, Tom Holland. Oh, chaos Walking. Uh, no. Oh, no, it was Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking, yeah. yeah. A, a film, did we, did you get it? No, I watched it and I, I didn't want to talk about it because it wasn't that good. I did, t- I did roughly talk about it, but. Uh, Shep went back to Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I, he liked it, but at the same time, I, I've seen that film. It's called The Hitman's Bodyguard. It's literally the same film. It's, I don't really get it. He went to go see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and he thought it was crap. He thought Stephen Graham's American accent was the best thing in it because it was so bad. And I, do you know what? Leave Stephen Graham alone. Yeah, he gets a free pass because he, he is that good. <laughs> he is that good. And then, but his accent is terrible in that movie. And then he watched a horror film called Gollum about a Jewish village protecting themselves from bad guys. I like that sort of thing. But then he does nail it. And this is what really interested me because I don't know why. Drop Dead Fred, which is a phenomenal film, which I can't believe it's kind of like we haven't talked about in a hundred and I don't think we've even like flicked a little mention at it. I think we have because it was one of them where it came up with critics really don't like that movie and it has a quite low score on things like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, but it, but everyone loves that movie. I love that movie. I think it also deals with like really grown up messages as well. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it and like, mm. I'm sure bogeys and stuff like that. Thomas, he went to Five Bloods. Good, yeah. Journey to the West. And then he's finally gone and watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. He said it had enough oomph for a standalone film. The cameo has added a nice touch, but wasn't essential. Special effects, okay. Sound effects were spot on. He loved the continuation, such as The Line, Are You a God? Great film. I really loved it. I think that was a cracker of a film. And then uh, James rewatched the Harry Potter series, which is... All of them. Um, he's only managed three this week, but oh. leave him alone. But it's got me thinking, I would really like to go back and do the Harry Potter films. I've lent them to my... I lent them to my sister and her fiancé, who I actually don't know what's going on or where they are. Um, and they were watching it one week when I was down there in Sheffield. Like, do you want me? Maybe it's time to go back to the Wizarding World. I would like to go back to Hogwarts at some point, James. My favourite episode we've ever done is the Harry Potter episode. Yeah, see. And then finally, Steve Shannon, Encanto on Disney+, Plus, mm. which Esther has seen and said, I'm watching that this weekend. I've started it with my little one. And oh. then because she was babbling and playing, I was like, I'm going to turn this off because you don't know what it is because she's one. And I want to watch this. <laughs> so, so it I'm did not, look good what I'd seen of it. So if I... I've seen like a 30 second snippet and do you want to make when a film reminds me of the far superior and absolutely amazing film Coco which you don't know if it's superior yet because you haven't seen it no well, I'm sorry, no sorry when it reminds me of the film Coco right. that makes me that makes me a bit um, finger licking good yeah so that's where I'm going yeah that is exciting isn't it so Encanto we'll do that soon then Encanto ooh uh, <gasps> part four <laughs> <laughs> well yeah animation is the well that never runs dry so at the top of the episode, and the, the uh, no doubt what we're probably going to call this episode, if you downloaded it, is looking at Robocop, Terminator, Alien, and Predator in the Ultimate Celebrity Deathmatch. Four killer sci-fi action franchises the fans globally for years have yearned for a mashup. Care for what you wish for, though. Alien vs. Predator, just point that out there. Um, in this Celebrity Deathmatch-style face-off, uh, we're going to look at the four franchises, the characters from them, and then actually put together a few uh, suggestions of who might actually win between them. Um, so to some, this has already been done in comic book form uh, and even video games, such as Mortal Kombat. So I'm aware that there is, although I haven't read it, there is a Robocop versus Terminator versus Aliens and there's the Predator versus Aliens versus, there's loads of there is crossovers loads. and stuff like that. Um, so in literature, I, it, you know, some of these have already been done. But in the world and time of reunions and nostalgia uh, influence reboots, who would win in this mashup? That's what we're going to look at. Regardless of the stats, kill count, weaponry, fans will always have their preferred options. So it doesn't matter what we say, stick to your guns. You know what you who you'd want to see as the victor. But hypothetically today, 
we're just going to see if there is a clear winner. We'll do it the classic semi-final final. So we'll put a robot against cyborg and alien versus alien. Um, so that's the predator, sorry, versus the alien. And then we will then do a final. So we'll oh. kind of break it down a little bit. It's the easiest way to do it. Rules, as we've already said, no support from friends or allies. Uh, it must be their original because sequels, characters just get silly. They get more weaponry. They get jetpacks, James. <laughs> what? Robocop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Although, alien with a jetpack. <gasps> Mate, write that. Mm. <laughs> just got this image of the Terminator with a jetpack literally flying into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the Predator with a jetpack would be pretty shit up. Do you want to do you want my problem with Predator? I don't want to start too early, but but it's it's too OP. It's like it's got too much. It's like why do you now need a jetpack? <laughs> Uh, I have also got a secret weapon in the midst in case we get stale. So um, I'm not going to reveal it unless I need it. But I do think there is a fifth contender that ultimately, if we cannot decide, we're gonna I'm going to bring in the fifth contender <sighs> and see if anyone could take that person down. Because I think... Well, Gandalf's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's been Gandalf, mate. Wheel in Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so we're going to do Robocop Terminator first, if that makes sense. That makes that makes double sense. So in terms of Robocop, we're looking at OCP Crime Prevention Unit 001. I'd like to point out, right, you finish your speech and I'll tell you what we're really dealing with. No, no, 1987, uh, Murphy, the Robocop character, what was you going to say? I was going to say, yeah, he, he, you know, I guess what he's trying to say is a man is brutally shotgunned to death and then is acquired by a company because they've owned the contract to bring security to the, uh, to the city of Metro. Metro, Metro City. In Detroit. Detroit. Now, what you're trying to say is, okay, all right, but they're trying to come up with the ultimate law enforcement. So they might have created a Robocop, when in reality, mate, they've given us Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, <laughs> back again. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do is compare Robocop from 1987 to Terminator 1984, oh. which is the Cyberdyne System series, the T-800. Mm. Look at the T-1000, not looking at the 600s no. with, the, with the silicon rubber skin. No. We're looking at the Mate. real deal, Schwarzenegger. Nah. Yeah, we're skin over metal. That's how he's able to graft himself over the polyamorous and come back. The infiltrator, James. The infiltrator, mate. Oh. Your although, although if you right, if you are a person in the future and you're starving to death, you're eating rats for sustenance, and a fucking six foot six Austrian with the fucking body mass, that don't look awkward. Where are you getting that protein from? Super rat, yeah. dickhead. <laughs> oh yeah, I was, I was looking at this earlier. And it was like uh, online and all these like fan websites. It's like, well, one of the pre- uh, one of the Terminator's best. Uh, things is that he can infiltrate anyone. I'm like, ooh, a bunch of bodybuilders, maybe. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> fucking maybe he, man, when he comes back in fucking time. <laughs> if he walked in here now and sat down and was like, boys, I'd be like, fucking, <laughs> what are you? Get to, get to fuck. I'm going to break this down into weapons, skills, um, body, um, box office, and then weaknesses. Ooh, you've gone all out. I've, I've got my badass list here for, for just little pointers. Well, that's, well, that's fine. So weapons to start with. Robocop. Primary weapon is the Auto 9. I'd just like to point out that if we're talking weapons, mate, and I know it doesn't get you points in a fight, the way he unsheaths his weapon is fucking badass. It comes out of his it, leg, mate. Holstered in the thigh. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. But when Robocop can do that, you just fucking terminate like, you bitch. Why can't you do that? Yeah, and that is pretty cool. That, even, like, doesn't matter that the film came out in 87, it is cool when you see that gun come, cool. out of his, uh, come out of his quad. And again, you're not getting points, but it looks futuristic and it looks badass. It is a good gun as well, and it's kind of like semi-automatic kind of fight. It's burst shots. And only he can use it. DNA, safety first. I'm just saying that the only gun I think that beats it, there's two. There's that massive gun in Doom, which is, we're not talking about Doom, or 
think is it just red where the weapon changes? It's like it's like double shot. Changes like, literally uh, does everything. He's like just red has six different it's types like, of ammo. It's like Blizzard <laughs> does whatever he wants. Like Inspector Gadget, mate. Yeah. What weapon? Um, yeah, the auto is the primary weapon. Only Judge Dredd, uh, Judge Dredd only um, Robocop can use it. He has the terminal spike, which is supposed to be for his way to how he interacts with interfaces. <laughs> or stab back. Yeah. Stab back in the neck. <laughs> or just wait. Come here. Big closer. <laughs> Boom, in the neck. That is pretty brutal as well. That is pretty brutal. Let's remember, like- out of all of these movies, 87 Robocop is the most brutal out of all of these films. I, do you know what? I actually agree with you. And on my list, when I've got Robocop, I've got the best kill it's probably when he kills Clarence Bodrick getting stabbed in the neck via Robocop's data spike or his own when he gets shotgun to death. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and let's be honest, Robocop's probably one of the more brutal films that we've got on this list. Robocop takes some punishment and dishes it out because yeah. Robocop is not a bitch. <laughs> and he's, and some critics, and, and it, uh, you know, do define it as things like um, a dark comedy, in a black comedy in the it's sense of like, comedy. you know, at the end in particular as well, when the, um, when the, no, not at the end. Sorry, half through the movie when the corporate suit is shot out of the window. Yeah. And everyone in the boardroom is just like, yeah, he was a bad guy. You know, kind of thing. It's like it, no one really judges it or whatever. But it is it is brutal. Yeah, I love that. It is like, because I've watched it and Ronnie Cox is just like, it's a glitch. And the guy's like, a glitch? Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, but the similar spot as well, I like at the end of the movie when he goes and he does the playback. Um, he didn't, didn't clean that blade. No, didn't need to, mate. No, I mean, he was in water. <laughs> he was in water like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Give a quick dust off. Um, also, later, now I know we said we weren't going to go into it too much, but it is worth notice, noticing in later films, he does get his hand shot off, but replaces it with a machine gun, flamethrower, and rocket launcher. That is badass, though. So I re- he becomes like the Swiss Army Robocop. <laughs> There's only one quarter of him. <laughs> and you could say a weapon is his strong grip. Yeah. I, what I don't understand, though, and maybe you could help me out, is... Is Pioneer just like a fucking robot? Why Why does it need that a bit? They kind of go into it in the first one, but ultimately they don't. Yeah, I think I think they want it because it, it's got the brain of the law enforcer, hasn't it? So Robocop true. has the brain, it still has some of the central nervous system and some of the digestive system for the baby food. Um, and obviously the skin of the face, but that is it. But um, I think it's because they wanted that human contact because Robocop's not meant to scare kids. Yeah. You know, even though if he took his mask oh, off, he, he looks fucking, fucking I was going to say he looks fucking horrific though when you take his mask off. It's just not like skin stretched over across a plate <laughs> as the plate is on a toaster. He looks well weird. Yeah. In Terminator though, 84, with T-800, um, in the future, he has a Western House uh, M25 phased plasma battle rifle. Yeah. I mean, they are pretty expensive down the old Walmart, aren't they? Yeah, that's <laughs> Set you back a few pennies. Westinghouse M25. I suppose you could say that, um, the Terminator's weapon is himself. Every part of him mm. is a weapon in the sense that it's a killing machine. Mate, chop his legs off. That just slows him down. He will just <laughs> keep going. And yeah. Somehow make him get closer to her. Does, yeah. uh, he's designed and has um, the blueprints, the schematics for every military weapon. And that is something that also never gets praised in the Terminator movie because everyone sees Schwarzenegger as, you know, the muscles, they know that kind of... Schwarzenegger trained to do things like reload guns without looking at the gun. Oh, that's cool. You know, so there are scenes where he's reloading shotguns and he's, you know, and he's kind of um, taking guns off his back and putting like, uh, you know, like grenade rounds in them. And he never looks down because the Terminator is supposed to know how to do all of that stuff. And that never gets looked at. You look at that first Terminator movie when he's shooting up the police station. Yeah. 
never once looks down at the weapon. I've got to say, I really love the small details when you go into that. Now, I don't really like the Underworld series, don't like any of them, but the director went into it so much that they're undead that they had to train for months how to shoot a weapon without blinking. So mm. when, And that's like one of the most impossible things to do. So when you see Kate Beckinsale, she's like, shooting bitches and she's not she's not blinking at all I thought oh, she's a psycho in real life oh yeah she's a psycho in real life yeah um, so yeah the Terminator although he doesn't come as standard with as many con, uh, mod cons as um, Robocop he will turn anything into a weapon mm. so let's go on to skill set oh, this man. is where again you may have some that I haven't jotted down Robocop can hijack other machines optimal uh, optical zooming for targeting has different visions yeah can uh, take ricochet shots, has the ability to voice record and playback. Um, he he uh, has super hearing. Yeah. He's conscious human and has emotion and intelligence. <laughs> I'll put that under skills. <laughs> and also the ability to terrify his family. If you think he's dead, he just shows up at their house. <laughs> just like, would you please fuck off? <laughs> and obviously because of things like playback systems and the uh, CPU that he has, he has obviously enhanced well, memory. What I love about this as well, he is a machine that's got awesome memory. You know, he can replay back. You know, he's got that, the confession of Ronnie Cox. He has these memories that come down. But he just rewatches the same thing in three seconds. So it's like his actual short-term memory loss, fucking gone. Mm. <laughs> just like, what did I just watch? I need to replay it another four times. But also in the in the in a, you know it's not explored in the first movie but in later um, <laughs> incarnations of Robocop his word is gospel yeah. in court of law as well yeah and all, and um, fastidious rule uh, rule you know enforcement in the second one when they do a Superman on him and they make him super cop and he's like he's like undoing their he's doing everything that basically makes you a bad cop mm. so he's undoing like fire hydrants and stuff like that that's how I like my Robocop diligent to the letter <laughs> that's, that's what I want. <laughs> Over the skills of the Terminator, you could say disguise and infiltration. Again, if he was In infiltrating a gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a bodybuilding contest. <laughs> a fucking steroid trial. <laughs> yeah. um, it has learning capabilities and self-awareness. That is pretty cool. Do you know what? I really like him. Um, I know we're not talking about skills, but in the second one, the, the idea that he evolves as well as a machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and the um, they because they're all interlinked as well, almost like Bluetooth, when one of them learns it, in the futuristic fight scenes, when one of them learns it, they pass that on to, uh, cool. to others. Um, now I got this offline. Apparently it has speeds of up to 22 miles an hour. I have heard that. So for what's really funny is if you do watch, especially Terminator 2, when you see him run, poor fuck off. <laughs> he cannot run. Let yeah. alone run it. Do you know why? It's because when he asked for clothes, boots and motorcycle, he didn't get running <laughs> trainers and shorts. He got leather and boots. <laughs> he was like, no, tire. Yeah. <laughs> he tried the one. I was like, no, no, now give me yours. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to show someone here. <laughs> and also, it always shocks me about Terminator 2. When he goes around, all right, I give it the dude that he takes the clothes off. I'm going to give it to him, probably the same height. But that's with a similarity to James. Because <laughs> you look at that dude and he's like, you forgot to say please and puts the cigar out. What? <laughs> also, you wouldn't put your, if a naked bodyboarder that size comes into a bar. You wouldn't. Yeah, I would. <laughs> what I do love is the escalation of this person. So a person comes into your bar and asks for your, asks for your things. So I, as a, if I was in a bar, I'd go, well, maybe this person's been in an accident and they've lost their memory or something. Not only do I, you know, stub a cigar out on them and then they get angry, I then flick, immediately switch blade. <laughs> it's just like, there's no, there's no, can I phone you an ambulance? Mm. There's obviously been some sort of attack. I'll get your towel. <laughs> just straight to, right, shank you. 
Get yeah, shanking. That's one of the scenes that's taken out of the. Um, that's the director's cut. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think I've only ever seen the director's yeah, cut. The scene when he gets when one of them pulls a knife and stabs him. Yeah, it's similar to obviously Murphy's death in Robocop. That is that is massively edited yeah. for the TV release versus the theatrical release. Again, I think I've only ever seen like the brutal killing. Yeah, and it is that is brutal. Um, enhanced vision and tracking, able to process data and interpret environments. Can assess body language, knows first aid, has a radar, scanners, increased strength, doesn't stop, uh, is described by Carl Reese's unstoppable killer machine, trained in multiple weapons and vehicles, um, gives off body heat to full scanners. Ooh, so again, that's, that's cool. part of that infiltration unit. So unlike... You still just need to work on like the rest of it. <laughs> but yeah. That's cool. Do you know what I would do as well? I don't think it's got the ability to do this. Grow a beard. <laughs> so it's like running through, just like shows your mustache. If it hasn't got one, it's like machine. Machine. <laughs> or or five-year-old boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot. But then again, five-year-old boy would probably infiltrate a human resistance. You can oh imagine my God, a kid that'd terminator. Be, that'd just be going brutal. In. No one would be like, you don't, oh my God. Yeah. Don't, don't say it to lads because I'll fucking make it. As you're, as, as, you're, as you're dying in a pool of your own blood, you're like, I, I knew it. He did have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true, isn't it? Actually, in the future, you're like, hold on. Like, we're in a post apocalyptic nuclear war. How did you get that close to shape? <laughs> <laughs> How? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that um, you said it then, and I think that sums up like the Terminator's car race. That Terminator's out there. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity, remorse, or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. And that's a great scene. I mm. fucking love that. It's an absolutely perfect scene. Um, what a fantastic... In- what I love about the Terminator, that, might, that would go against Robocop, I think, you know, just in the preliminary rounds, it's not over. This fight's mm. not over by long shot, because I think Robocop, whilst, whilst the weaker one, less favourite, having watched that recently... He's got something, mate. He's got he's got that rocky vibe. You know he's going to get up. Anyway, what a great introduction. I like the presence of the Terminator when he's not on screen. Mm. It's like that episode of The Simpsons with Poochie. It's like when he's not on screen, they're still talking about him. That is the power of Poochie. That is the power of the Poochie. Um, let's look at their bodies then. So Robocop is largely electronic and mechanical with Alex Murphy's face skin stretched across the box. It's fucking weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is a bit weird, isn't it? It's is so weird. <laughs> um... So, uh, yeah, so flesh as a, uh, sorry, flesh stretched over the face. Titanium armor shell laminated with Kevlar can sustain high caliber rounds, uh, falls from buildings, hits from vehicles, um, but gets torn apart by humans in the second what, movie. What? This is, this, thank you for bringing this up because this is the point I don't understand. It's like he's bulletproof, but only when the story dictates <laughs> because other times he, he's fucking ruined, mate. He's fucking ruined, especially like at the end of the first film. What, what's his name? Clarence in that movie. Clarence, yeah. He does bring out the high caliber rifle to he take does. him down. He does, which would I like to point out, I love his gang. He's got fucking Paul McCann, famous for being in the ER. But mate, Ray Wise, it was, I fucking, Ray Wise, mate, he's oh, a yeah. fucking MVP of all things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the melted man. Yeah, who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, in regards though, the T-800, Triple armor endoskeleton with frictionless joints and servo accurated control system. Mm-hmm. Thank you, internet. Thank you. With a 120 year power cell, meaning that if you get the job done in the first six months, yeah, that means you've got 119 years and six months left to tang drapes. Oh, that's good. They, do you know all the interesting things we talked about? Mm. That's what they should make a movie about. 
Oh, they did, didn't they? That's Dark Fate. Oh, that was the big, no. that was Sorry, the big gag in Dark that's, Fate. That's my fault. I was trying to forget that film. <laughs> um, regardless of the two, back side to side, for me, T800 looks badass. It does look badass. Looks scary as fuck. I mean, I, I, I still think the shot when it pulls itself out when it's got no skin mm. is up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger's amazing physique when he shows up naked and starts skinning people. But I think that scene at the end when, when no one's being fooled, why Why are the couple offset there? Why are they in the corner? That scene, mate, brilliant. Yeah, it is. It, it looks is, badass. The the silver chrome, the red eyes, just looks as menacing as uh, as the endoskeleton. Um, Fake but realistic. Oh, no, so, uh, yeah, fake but realistic skin. Mm. And muscle. And a lot of muscle. A lot of muscle. A lot of muscle. I still think there should have been an absolutely killer scene though where he rips into, after watching Robocop, the Terminator should rip into his own thigh and look for a gun and go, oh, it's not there. No shit. <laughs> I forgot to put it in before they put my skin yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, 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 he puts his hand in there. So there's, oh, there's no gun, but, there's, but there's, there's more muscle. He just looks at the camera. <laughs> See these quads? Quadzilla, man. <laughs> that was me flexing, not doing sex noise. <laughs> Uh, let's look at the box office and awards then. So, Robocop, when it came out, all of these movies as well, highly profitable when they came out. 53.4 million against a 13.7 million budget. Critics were actually really fair with Robocop, saying it was a Frankenstein, Terminator, Superman, Miami Vice mix-up. Mm. Um, 90% approval on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Whereas if we look at the Terminator, 78.3 million at the box office. I think a 15 million budget, or that could have been Predator. Um, had a mixed response from critics. Some critics say that it was emotionless um, uh, and added nothing to the genre. But it did win three... fucking film they watch? Yeah. I know. Won three Saturn Awards, um, is in the Library of Congress National Film Registry mm. and has a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's a, that's a cracker. He, yeah. Well, that's amazing. I, I think the problem with Terminator is it's direct, it's in direct competition with itself. Mm. We talk about being the Terminator, oh, it's Terminator, great film when you're comparing it, you're comparing it to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. It, it, fucking no one ain't doing that with Robocop, mate. <laughs> yeah, the thing the thing with Terminator as well is it, it's just, all of it is well-crafted. The I Everything like the Sarah Connor, Kyle Reese running away from the killer storyline is just as good as, you know, the saviour from the future sent back with the villain from the future, with the war that's about to happen, with the fact that she's going to birth the future resistance leader. There's just so much in the Terminator storyline that make it a great, on page, it is awesome before it ever got to the screen. It's a really, really good original story. Robocop was great. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea about a kind of... The thing is, though, is Murphy... Is it Alex Murphy? Yeah, I think so. I, I, they call him Murph, that's all. Yeah, you, you never really get the sense that he was, like, the best cop ever. No, the only thing you get is that he twiddles his gun like a TV character that his son watches. Yeah. That's the only thing he does. Because they need something... <laughs> what I really like is, because later, when you, f- like, throw complete metal at him, you still the other actors need to know that he's that guy. So it's like, oh my God, he did that it, one thing that no one's ever done with a gun before. Is he, is he a rookie on the first day as well? No, I think he's transferred from another, transferred from another precinct, I think. Right. Fairly certain. Yeah, because I don't think he's a rookie. I think the precinct he comes from isn't as deadly as this one because this one in Detroit is like the worst one. Yeah. Um, You've got one more thing to go, haven't you? You've got weaknesses. Um, Yeah, the only other thing I've got is, it is Alex Murphy, so I just want to check. Weaknesses. So Robocop's weakness the 2014 reboot. <laughs> Mate, um, if you don't end this with like the most glaring one ever, I'd be disappointed. Can run low on power, needs to recharge and has to have system updates. <laughs> Which I think is fucking phenomenal, mate. One of his weaknesses, Windows 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but most of my workday today has been waiting for a Windows update. 
Um, I'm on Office 365 now. Just saying, all right? Mobility and speed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> has rules as well, which Does can cause a conflict. Which really, like, hamper him in the first film. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, I love that. He's like, I, I can't, you know, get um, arrest an officer of this. So I've got an idea. Why don't you tell another cop? Mm. <laughs> Just like you work in a priest and go, oh, you know, Bill, yeah, before you clock off, could you go arrest this bloke? Here's all the evidence you'll need. I can't do it, but you quite clearly can. <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> He's heavy. He is heavy. And his human brain is vulnerable to concussion and attack. Yeah, also his chin. <laughs> his fucking mouth's on display. <laughs> Does he need his chin? <laughs> just saying. It's, it's, it's like, why? Why do you leave that one bit? <laughs> Again, just, just, he's trying to add that human element to it, isn't it? Yeah, because he looks fucking human. <laughs> <laughs> Weaknesses Fuck. to the Terminator. Uh, Terminator 3, Genesis and Dark Fate. <laughs> the fact that you can quite clearly, when he's got no skin, you just put like a pipe bomb in him. <laughs> just convenient, in it? <laughs> yeah, well, I put it, not invulnerable. Does take damage um, and armor piercing rounds to his central core woods also. Only, um, only in some movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only in the song. Noticeable. He's not as discreet as he likes to make out. Um, can't replenish the skin as well. So, yeah. it, you know, it's all right in the first movie when the hand and the eye go because a glove and a, and a pair of shades will cover that bad boy. Yeah. But um, again, if he had a cheek ripped off, it, no. it's not going to regrow back, is it? The, one of the weaknesses that time is linear. So if you're only ever going to cast one character as the Terminator, you're going to have to come up with like some really weird fucking excuses mm. on how he's aged when you do a later film. And also the, um, the uh, I suppose another weakness would be that he's not even the... Um, he's an obsolete model of Skynet as well. Yeah, he's out of date. So Skynet actually produced... They've got Windows 11, <laughs> so they've designed uh, the next one. But in Terminator 20, it could be that they send back the T-2000 to to stop them from sending back the T-800, and then he jumps in the portal and comes back. That is so convoluted. It's so, their timeline's just a fucking mess. Also, shouldn't exist anymore, because in the second film, they erased him from history. Don't matter, Dark Fate. So who would you say wins at Robocop or Terminator between the two? What was your gut instinct going into this week? My gut instinct was the Terminator because Robocop is, and it's not Robocop's fault. He's just, he's the good guy in all of his films, whereas the Terminator started off as the villain. And we all love a villain. We love a kick-ass villain. So I looked at him a bit differently. I looked at who they were against. The Terminator's up against Linda Hamilton, one of sci-fi and action films' greatest characters. Mm. Linda Hamilton is it. Michael Bean. And he's, you know, he's going to come up later as well. You know, he shows up in things. Then I thought, he does lose a point because he didn't kill Edward Furlong. <laughs> Just saying, I'm not a big fan of Edward <laughs> it Furlong. It does by the dark fate. But his notable deaths, his notable kills, sorry, a T-1000, a liquid solid woman Terminator, I don't know what that was called, an entire fucking police station, Bill Paxton. Mm. Mm. A badass moment probably when he shoots a police station up. So all of this, I'm heavy, I'm on his side. Theme, maybe one of the greatest... Things in dum 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 dum, and uh, and then I've got a little entry for later entries, all garbage. So that goes against him. I'm looking at Robocop, mate. Do you know what? It starts off strong. Great comedy film. You know, you mentioned earlier it was a dark human film. He's got a lot going for it. I especially love the ads. The mm. ads breaking up. Newcomb. Well, I'll buy that for a dollar. Exactly. No one knows what that means, but it's still funny as hell. We still quote it. Who's he up against? Who does he kill? Well, Ronnie Cox, Kurtwood Smith, and gang. Tom Noonan. That's right. He was a drug addicted robot in the second one. Oh, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's also in the last action era. It's the only two films I've ever seen. Him yeah. In. Yeah. Some weird Japanese robots in the third one. Don't worry if you've got bum. So did I. His badass moment. 
Robocop does something that we haven't seen in this film. You know, he stops the sexual assault. You know, how he's introduced, you see a shadow projected across them. You know, villains. He does, you know, guns, lines out. It's like he shoots. You know, he makes an impossible shot. He's cool. Best line, dead or alive, you're coming with me. It's mm. theme. One of the most underrated films in action. Dun, 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 dun. It's brilliant. Layer entries. Missed the fucking point. Do you yeah. remember the 2004 and then they're talking about, oh, it's about lag. It's like gamer. It's like, I don't want to see that. I want to see some shoes on. I don't care about like the definitions. So I think it's a lot closer than people think. However, if you shoot the Terminator in the chin, <laughs> it's not going to matter. I think Robocop's going down. I think it'd be a good fight. I do think ultimately though, Robocop is, is going to die purely because some of my favourite Robocop memories are actually not involved Robocop. They're the TV adverts. They're, mm. they're, I much remember them like the running man. They're the best parts of the film. The Terminator is iconic. Robocop's good. But he's not that good. Depends where they come to square off <clears throat> because the Robocop has the essence of a human in him still. And so he has that knowledge and awareness of earth in the sense that the Terminator would have to learn. And in a fight to the death, seconds can make all the difference. Mm. So if they were fighting on an icy mountaintop, you know, where Robocop has that knowledge of don't step off the ledge, ice slippery, that kind of shit. And the Terminator has to learn as he's fighting could get pipped at the post. Also, if the Terminator hasn't pre-armed himself and gone to a gun store and a gun owner just given him the guns and bullets, <laughs> uh, then, uh, then, then you know, you could argue that actually Robocop, particularly with things like his rocket launchers and stuff like that, and he also has that knife that comes out. Now, if he can take out Clarence or it's Kurtwood Smith, isn't it? Or, yeah, Kurtwood Smith, yeah. So, you know, it, it could do the same to the Terminator. My problem is <clears throat> they've, both got, they've both got strength, but the speed... Now, the Terminator, you said, clocks in at 20, <laughs> like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> it's, I'm just saying, mobility's going to be an issue for Robocop. All that, you know, I'm not saying that the Terminator's got the greatest, he's not graceful, let's not say that, mm. but he could probably, you know, side to side. I always thought that Robocop, if you watch the way he moves and they have, is if you stood just off to the centre, you'd probably find. <laughs> just like Batman, you know, he can't turn his neck. Well, just take fucking, just sideways. His nemesis is the crap. <laughs> just stand slightly off centre, you'll be fine. You'll be grand. He's not got mobility and I think that hurts him. So say, so he, he comes to the fight armed, Terminator doesn't. He's only got, he's only got a lot, a minute holding him at bay with a gun. Mm. The Terminator is going to close in that distance and in an art and a one-on-one -on -one fight, I'm going the Terminator. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm feeling with you. I think the Terminator would hip it. I think most people have been sat there going, you wasted time. The Terminator is obviously the clear choice. Do you think, I, I think a lot of people would be rooting for Robocop. Oh, you see, I want them to because I've, I've actually, do you know what, I've got a soft spot for Robocop, but weirdly my my soft spot for Robocop is two and three because the third one is so bollocks. I mm. fucking love it. <laughs> do you think, I know we're not pitting them against each other. I think the Predator would take out Robocop pretty quick. Yeah. Because of things like, and, and I know he's got the different visors and stuff like that, but I think the Predator, with the way that it can move, even Robocop with his jetpack, still won't get the vantage point over the Predator that, that can climb, jump tree to tree. He's the master of the jungle and the urban landscape um, and has the cloaking device, the arm, the, the shoulder cannon, and all that it's, stuff. It's okay, mate. I think though, Robocop versus a Xenomorph mm. would be a pretty good fight. Again, <laughs> if the Xenomorph closed in on him, that spike tail is going to do damage quick. I think also what's going to go against him is the defensive mechanisms like the acid blood of the... So it has to be a mid-range fight. If you can yeah. keep him at further enough away not to get the acid thrown at him, yeah, but not close enough, because the second that uh, that inner jaw and, and the talons and the tail come into it, again, I think Robocop stays numbered. But I think going in a room where there's an alien in the rafters kind of hiding and, and preying on him, 
I think he's got enough about him with his kind of hearing, his vision, his pinpoint accuracy with a gun would take a alien out pretty quickly. I do, I agree with that. But if the aliens had a plan, if there's more than one, and they were they didn't mind sacrificing some of them because I think the real get is to get Facehugger on Robocop. I think that's like, if they were like we'll keep him distracted, and if he's distracted, he won't even flip and notice old Barry down there because that's yeah. that's what the Facehuggers are called. That would be a huge get for the aliens. Like, yeah. Ooh, it'd be a Robocop. One. Also, Robocop does have a bit of an indigestion system. Yeah. Because he has baby food. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that he's got a face. <laughs> Horrible, horrific. That's the scariest thing. <laughs> right then. So uh, we're going to name Terminator. So out of the cyborg versus the robot, the robot is victorious. So let's look at Predator then versus Alien. Same thing. Um, so we'll go with weapons first. So we are going with the jungle hunter uh, rather than the urban hunter or um, the concrete jungle. Because it's in this season. Yeah. And apparently it's uh, Yatja is the name of a predator. I flipping hate when they do this stuff. That's from like some sort of comic book. Or no, that's the canon because oh, right. we, you know, they, they wouldn't know what to call it in the film, would they? Oh, sorry, like, that's what they call it in the film. I apologize. I thought that was like, it's like, you know, like Gary. No, no, <laughs> their, version it, of Gary. Their, their, their species or their, what, the, what it is, no, is, it, is a Yatja, apparently. Oh, Y-A-U-T-J-A. Or a, but in this, it's the jungle hunter version that we're looking at. Or a Gary. The weapons are wrist blades, spear slash spear gun, the plasma caster, uh, shoulder cannon. <coughs> Sorry, that was another thing I was reading. Plasma rifles in, and I, and I don't even know if they exist, James. <laughs> but the internet tells me the heat that they that they uh, generate yeah. would melt Robocop in a heartbeat. <laughs> so if the Terminator came back with one of his futuristic plasma cannon guns, um, the Westinghouse M twenty five phased plasma battle rifle. Apparently, it would melt Robocop's brain on impact. So, what? What if? What if the two cannons were turned on in each other? Predators and well, we might find we out. Might find out. We might find out. So, yeah, wrist blade, spear, the plasma cannon, shoulder, uh, shoulder cannon. Sorry, bomb, self-destructive. <sighs> That's a dick move. Just like what I really hate about this is like, oh, we're honourable. Right, so that's what you get. You get this sense of honour throughout the morgue. It's like, oh, they're hunters. They want to hunt the best. You know, they're trophy hunters. They're human knobheads dialed up to like 15. Mm. Except for he camouflages himself and when he's lost a battle, he decides to nuke the fucker. Now, I get why they nuke him because the idea I assume in my head is because they're honourable. They don't want people to have, you know, access to their weaponry. Yeah, because So fucking then- just dump some acid on you, you dick. Why do you have to take out half a forest, you absolute arsehole? Yeah, I, I do, I do, I do like the idea that they don't give their bodies over to our science because mm-hmm. then it prevents them coming back or whatever. And that might not be humans. It's one of the endless planets that they go to yeah. where, you know, I suppose that that's, that's what it is. Um, and you could argue, well, Schwarzenegger still outruns it. And we saw Schwarzenegger in Terminator and that cardio wasn't that great. I suppose in this one, he's not wearing leather trousers and boots though. No, he's not wearing anything by the end. <laughs> He's got something on his feet, though. They should have. He should have. He should have died from malaria <laughs> at the end. Later on in the Predator franchise, he's got a whole array of other weaponry as well, and dogs, alien dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's um, weird, isn't it? The xenomorph, maybe, maybe less. And this is the XX one two one xenomorph from Alien. So a vicious predator with acidic blood, sharp teeth, ex- um, extending inner jaw, which I'm not even going to try and pronounce what that is called. Yeah. The tail, Se- second in- mouth. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. yeah. Tail and claws and a life cycle that involves bursting out of a human's chest. So from day one, from minute one, it's a killer. Yeah. So between the two, one very animalistic, one, I suppose you could say humanoid in the sense that it's on two feet. No, I get it because one of them's like, you've got to, you've got to, they're not, that's the culture that they're born into. It's almost in a way that they kind of, 
you argue they want to be like the xenomorph, the ultimate hunter, the ultimate predator. That that's the xenomorph's role. Is it's evolved to be the killer, the alpha predator, if you will, the apex predator. Whereas, whereas I guess the predator wants to be, and I guess we that's where you've got a good dynamic. Yeah, and I don't know enough about the like the literature around them that inspired things like the inverse predator movies, but. Predator also comes off to me as like the kind of the rich college boy who's gone away hunting in Africa for a season or yeah. whatever it is, and you think prick. With the xenomorph, you could argue that's what they are. They're the worker bees. Yeah, they, it's not as if it's, it's not as if they make a choice. It's just like that's what they are. Mm. It's like let's be honest. Had you not gone pissing about on an alien planet, we wouldn't have fucking known about. <laughs> it's it's your fault, and I, I'm somehow blaming Prometheus as well. I <laughs> just I think it might be something to do with the film of Prometheus. Maybe damn you, Mark Fassbender, <laughs> you dig. <laughs> Uh, let's look at the skill set. So the Predator is a hunter, has multiple um, off-world weaponry, is extremely strong. Again, another thing you forget about Predator, I mean, he kind of hoists Schwarzenegger up by the throat, mm. used to um, stringing up people to skin him. Um, it's, is, it's, it's, it's so fucking extra though, isn't it? <laughs> it's just like, just kill him and sting him. He's like, no, I'm, I'm going to put him here. And then what I might do is I might put Bobby over there. Well, that'll look good. <laughs> it's just like one arsehole. Yeah, he likes his trophies, doesn't he? Mm. Uh, adaptable to surroundings, good climber, can jump. Um, has a biomass that helps with a variety of visions and it has the filters that we know more about in the sequel movies, but um, is I, a field medic, it comes just in like, handy. That's very good. And, and I like the fact that the medicine isn't, medicine's almost like a punishment because it hurts, like the dickens. Mm. When you put it in, you hear the predator scream because because in that culture, you'd be like, if you get wounded, you, you're a Sissy, it's like you need to hurt. But I would say they've got high pain thresholds. I put that yeah. as one of their their other ones. But also skilled in skinning, if that's your thing. <laughs> Has invisibility, can imitate. What you're trying to say is the perfect butcher. Then, <laughs> just like if you wanted to go to a butcher, you're like, well, I know your technique. You're very good. Quick. Has yeah. the concept of currency. I'm just saying, maybe you could get some cheap meat from the butcher predator. If aesthetically pleasing was on the list, I would say the predator wins. Really? Yeah, I love the I love the the scaly look, the mask, the dreads. I don't know if people have been like they're not dreadlocks, but you know yeah. what I'm referring to. The kind of three finger claw look, the arm, the shoulder cannon. He's he's a cool eighties villain. It's a cool look. That's still quite a xenomorph, mate. Oh no, yeah. The, yeah, don't get me wrong. The xenomorph is 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 awesome and mm. slick and just what, such a good design. Mate, so much slime on there. Try yeah, it does draw a lot, doesn't it? Imagine trying to hug that. It grease right out. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so the skills of the Xenomorph then is an ambush predator, smart, works well uh, solo, but also with pack mentality and the swarm attacks. Is strong, again, can suspend uh, humans and prey, but also can impale them on their tails as well. So that tail must be pretty fucking strong. It should be. Good at making uh, cocoons. I, do you know what? The point I was going to make is a lot smarter than people think because we, you know, we're saying worker bee, but that alien from the film Alien, it must be the first time it's ever encountered humans, but immediately knows that you can't kill them. It's like, I've got to keep you alive because we must procreate. We must get more mm. aliens. So I like this animal. If everyone would think, oh, you know, it's just a mindless beast. No, it's not because the mindless would be to kill everything. But it automatically immediately realizes the species must evolve and grow. Well, that's so, only in aliens, though, isn't it? Because the queen's no, there. in the deleted scene of Remember Alien in yeah. in the director's cut, she goes and sees uh, Dallas, doesn't she? Dallas is there. He's like, "Kill me," because they're all being kept alive because there's aliens inside them. See, yeah, but how would they put the? I can't remember. No, because the first alien Ridley Scott had, had nothing to do with the queen. It's the queen was introduced in the second one. Was yeah, Cameron. no, but so but the queen lays the eggs that the facehuggers are in. Yeah, but that's only brought up in a sequel. In the first one. 
it's implied that an alien can do that. It's only with the invention of a queen, because obviously different directors use the... That second, that second movie ruins the story of the first one then. Yeah, but that's... I'm not joking, and we're getting off a little topic here, but that's literally why Prometheus was made, because Ridley Scott was annoyed that they changed what he had for Alien, so he brought out whatever that film was, and whatever... Con- con- Convenant? I haven't seen it. Covenant. What a Covenant. What, what awful, I assume. I've seen this. Come on, I've, I've read the reviews. And I've seen, you've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, that's why Billy Crudup gets an insect in the ear and then, yeah, yeah, it's not that good. Can you imagine being the guy that dies from an insect bite in a fucking Aliens film? <laughs> I don't, yeah, <laughs> actually thinking about it, I've never, even when we did the Alien episode, I don't think I thought about that. It's right, there was that scene, there was that scene where he's like, yeah, kill me. They're not, they're, they're not dead, they're being kept alive, cocoon. He says there's one in me, but you don't see it. But then that's when the great divine happens, because Ridley's got nothing but to I do. But I like the Queen. Yeah, but then also, we really Scott invented the fact that a facehugger impregnates. Yeah, no, but you never see where the where it comes from. So he's he's implying that that xenomorph in the in Alien has at some point was like crapped out a facehugger. Yeah, that, that would be my guess. Yeah, uh, it, it is, it, it, that might be the reason why it's deleted because it's only in a direct scope. I my memory serves that it was the actor asked for that scene to be cut, wasn't it? Well, mate, oh, possibly then. Mm. Yeah. Well, either way, you live in a world now where Queen the Queen is pretty canon because fans accept the Queen. So you know, for the sake of this, it is, but that's not what really Scott, my understanding is ever actually wanted. Hence the scene where without a queen, someone's impregnated with an alien. Yeah. But also, what, yeah, what's weird about that is that automatically <laughs> I went to the fact that the queen lays an egg, the egg has the face hugger, that's what does the procreation. Yeah. And the xenomorph will eat and kill, but will save us, I always thought, just saved a select number for procreation. Well, maybe. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, you can have, mate, different letters. It's a weakness. It's, it's not as if we can actually ask it. A weakness <laughs> is continuity. <laughs> Um, so yeah uh, I think I went through that he's strong can suspend uh, adults can cocoon uh, climbs is camouflaged has a hierarchy structure if you follow the second movie (laughs) Uh, speed walk can go on four limbs as well as two yes and fucking brilliant hider you wouldn't play a game I hadn't say no especially in a shit that's like industrial and metal or if you just got slime coming down yeah if you just like if the shit was a lot more like painted white do you know it never happened never happened on Star Trek Enterprise it's so Mm. fucking bright (laughs) say this every time though whoever clean whoever the cleaner was that was the real hero of the the Star Trek movies because that is that is pristine it is pristine yeah no fucking dust at all mate why don't they make a movie about the cleaners of the Starship Enterprise? I, do you know what, mate? I'm, you said the other week, and I genuinely think there's a fucking brilliant... I've got I've got the next Marvel Plus series, mate. Marvel Plus, Disney Plus series. It's called uh, Bill and Sons. Bill and, and, Bill and Sons, or something like that. And it's about this fire and son team that clean up New York after a, one of the many disasters happening in the Avengers. And then they start cleaning up some equipment, but someone wants to find something that they found on the street. So they've got something, but they can't go to the Avengers room because they don't know what they've got. And they've been hunted by nefarious people. Mate, fucking right up. Turn into a comedy. It's very similar though to uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, that's pretty much where I got the idea from, yeah. <laughs> but, the... but instead of it turns into the Falcon, mate, it's a comedy. The Vulture. <laughs> oh, that's Get your birds right. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I genuinely start Right, carry on. Senses vibrations um, and has a sense of sonar. So we're still on the skills of the alien. Mate, he's got too many skills. Mm. I thought that I thought, Show off. I thought the Predator was hoping. They Body, should do some sort of film where these two find each other. Body of the Predator, uh, tall, scaly skin, alien humanoid, intimidating but cool. Uh, is good with exposure to heat and cold as a high pain threshold. Uh, whereas the alien body is a has a humanoid stance, but it does walk around on all fours. 
is encased in a me- uh, mesoskeleton, dark camouflage, outer shell is resilient and withstands smaller weaponry um, and does not radiate or give off heat. Mm, yeah, just pheromones as the game serves. It's the only way you can hunt the xenomorph. In terms of the box office, Predator did 59.7 million as an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics were less kind, quoting, it's all muscles, lack of story, character, or devoid of feeling. What the fuck are these critics watching? In regards to Alien, 78.9 million at the box office has gone on to be one of the most profitable franchises of all time. Is an Academy Award winner, Saturn Award winner, nominated for Golden Globes, and had mixed to positive reviews with critics. I'd just like to point out, if you're looking at the, the history, and I know that's not what we're doing, is Alien, Alien has the weaker, which if you, all these franchises together, I think Alien and, well, maybe Terminator actually, but, but Alien's definitely one that you remember or is more fondly remembered than Predator. Whereas after Aliens, Alien franchise turns to crap. Whereas the Predator's got decent things. I really like Predator 2. I, I think The Predator, no, not The Predator, I apologize, Predators with Adrian Brody was actually a very good film. I quite liked it. Yeah, I didn't mind Alien, uh, Predator, sorry. That was... It was all right. Yeah, it was all right, especially with what came next. But anyway, so I, I'm not really... Box office to me, it's not going to be a winner. It's not going to be a standpoint. Hit me. So then I suppose it's the weaknesses. So in terms of the Predator, the weakness is the Predator, or <laughs> Alien vs. Predators. Alien vs. Predator It does wound quite easily and does require medical attention. It takes them out of the game. Mm. And will affect the, 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 the or whereas Robocop can go and repair, um, it's a little bit harder for the Predator. The blood is luminous, giving away its location. Not a team player as well, because when you get more than one Predator, they're crap. They don't work together at all, which is like the direct opposite to the teamwork of an alien when there's more than one. Whereas I suppose with the alien, again, alien versus Predator, alien free, CGI and uh, <laughs> effects pretty much. And that, that's the thing with alien free, isn't it? As we said before, that's the forerunner. It was a, it was one of the pioneers for using visual effects technology. The problem is they put it in a movie that didn't need it. It's like people love the prosthetics of uh, you the know, that first movie. <laughs> Other weaknesses include flamethrowers, warrant officers, and space. Yeah, I'd just like to point out, you know when they say flamethrowers, I can't actually think of that many kills with the flamethrowers. They use it, but it's like it's never explained why because there's no scene where it, a, an alien, as far as I'm aware, dies through a flamethrower. They just keep using it. But yeah, I mean, they use it. I think it's because... To keep them at bay, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what makes sense is because it's such a... It doesn't have... Well, if you go back to the original ending, obviously it kills Ripley and like speaks in a voice. However, but that's not what they go. If you think of it more as like an insect on steroids and will kill you, its only instinct would be to avoid heat. Mm. And that's pretty cool. Now, yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that Ripley survived and went on to do the sequels. But you're right, that alternative ending. That would have been better. Fuck it, that would have been so badass. For anyone that don't know, the Xenomorph actually kills Ripley and uses like somehow her voice. Uses her head. Uses her head to communicate with Earth and is like, oh, I'm coming back now. Yeah, yeah. Send, <laughs> send, the, help send, send, me, send me the coordinates, I'm coming home. I was like, Ooh. What a dark ending that would have been. Um, yeah, so, all right, Alien vs. Predator then. Who do you think wins? I think this is the more difficult one. I mean, they built franchises on this question, mate. And that's the thing when you make an Alien vs. Predator film, you were always going to, like, piss off one set of fans, which is actually quite an achievement to piss off both. <laughs> so, well done, yeah. Alien vs. Predator. Um, my heart is going alien, but I'm open to be told, mate. I'm open to negotiation. I thought when we did the Schwarzenegger episode, I got a deeper appreciation for the Predator. The Predator is awesome. In a fight, and that's the question we've got to ask here, in a fight, one-on-one, who's going to win? I think this comes down to location, because I think in the jungle, Predator, all day, Mm. even in the urban environment, because I think it'd be easier to track the alien. However, cram spaceship, I'm going alien. 
I think you're right. I'd agree with everything you said. I think an alien in a room, if, if it, by nature of these characters as well, the predator is hunting. Mm. The predator is not going to walk in a room and be like, come on then mate, let's have a go. Yeah. The predator drops in a scenario to hunt. And I, and the only thing I think alien versus predator does get right is it take the, the aliens fucking own those predators very early on. Yeah. And I do think the idea of an alien that doesn't give off any heat. And I know the predator has different visions and stuff, mm. but I think an alien would spike and shank a predator pretty fucking quick yeah. with that long tail. It is. I, I, I do think that it's, it's literally the most perfect killer. And I just think, and you know what? You actually summed up a lot better than I'm going to sum up. If we look at badass moments, the, um, the alien is birth is a death of a character. It's, it can, it's born from death. Isn't mm. that like the ultimate killer? It's like, it cannot live unless it kills. That's brutal, mate. Noble kills. Bill Paxton. Again, Charles S. Dunn, Charles Dance, <sighs> Brian Glover, Veronica Cartwright, John Hurt, Tom Skrillet. I mean, took out some big names. He took out some big names. We're not talking about Lance Henriksen and like, fuck it up. Like, three of these are taking him out, aren't they? Well, <laughs> I actually haven't written Lance Henriksen, which is weird because I'm fairly certain they got took out twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm just saying that the, the alien for me, and also, I was looking at best kills because that's something I've got on here. And, you know, for the Predator, you know, best kills, probably King William Predator 2, where, like, it attacks you with a machete. That's badass line. Or the laboratory mask is the only decent thing in the, in the Predator where everyone gets taken out. But, oh, actually, oh, maybe this will change your mind. This is a list of the Predator's kills. Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, Jesse Ventura, Shane Black, Gary Busey, Danny Trago, Mahersha Ali, Walter Goggins, Topher Grace, Sterling K. Brown, Keegan-Michael K., and Gary, oh no, I was say Gary Tom Jane. Bill, oh, I've got Tom Jane, but I was oh, going to yeah. say Bill Paxton as well. So I'm just saying, mate, that maybe that one's, maybe you can't judge a killer by its kill list. But there's something about the death of <clears throat> the captain of the Nostromus where he'd literally panicked. And I think that's something we've got to talk about here as well. The predator probably doesn't feel fear, but if it were to feel fear, surely it would feel fear from a xenomorph. Mm. It's the only thing that would worry you. If me, so close your eyes. Close your eyes, listeners. Imagine oh, this. There's a predator. It's in the ducts of the Nostromo. The Nost- Doesn't know what's happening. People are screaming. And it's like, no, go down, go down. Turn left, turn left. It's right on top of you. Turns around and it's there. I still think the predator would shoot itself. Mm. And I think and I, I think the fear would Batman it. <laughs> it would just feel like... <laughs> <laughs> just the idea that the fucking xenomorph like on the intercom going, I'm coming for you. <laughs> That'd be amazing. My heart wants to say xenomorph, but I've worried, Aaron, that I'm not being objective. No, I, I think you're right. I think I want. I did want to say Predator going into this because he's cool and he looks awesome. He's badass, you know, Schwarzenegger versus Predator and, you know, he's got all these bits to it, but... You know, also, the Predator has a lot of advantages. He starts out that game, the players don't know they're playing against him. (laughs) So you've got to say the first couple of kills, well, it's all right if they don't know they're being hunted. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you could say the same for the alien, all right, on the ship, takes out a few before you... to be fair, the chest busting's a pretty fucking giveaway that there's something on (laughs) the ship. Something's not right about this. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's the alien. Like you say, it comes down to where you're fighting. Now, the alien isn't going to bring the game to the predator. The predator is going to come to the yeah. alien. And, and so, when, if we're going to play by their principles, 
I think that's a fight he's going to go into and not be prepared for. And that's a great point because the, the alien would be happy to stay in space in a confined area and the predator, like a dickhead, would go, well, I've got to go kill this alien because I need a new trophy. He's like, he walks right into the trap. Well, ultimately, they'd both die because the predator would dick move, use his bomb, self-destruct, and then he'd kill them all. But also... The moral victory goes to the alien. Also, I just want to mention that, you know, you were saying that list of names recently, just just now about people that died. yeah. So one of those names is a name I've pronounced. I've not even pronounced. I've just not realised what his actual name is all this time. Who is that? So it's Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins. Yeah, well, yeah. Because yeah. I've always said Walter. Walter Goggins. Yeah, the only reason I've done it is because when I wrote it down, I was like, oh, it's Walton. Walton yeah. Goggins, yeah. The other week I was watching Fat Man, the Mel Gibson movie, and it was like Walton Goggins. And I saw his name pop up. And, and I, was I was like, like you spoke wrong. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> fuck, I've I just seen the W-A-L-T and been like, Walter. Well, uh, <laughs> I just, I don't even need to see the rest of that name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Walton Goggins. And I was sat there on the server going, well, I'll be, I'll be damned. <laughs> well done, Walton. Walton Goggins. I mean, his name was pretty fucking odd when it was Walton. It was. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, I think we're going to then, as our headline act, but the main event. So so just quickly, third place. In the World Cup, mate, you have third place. So it, Robocop versus Predator very quickly. He's Predator. He's fucking Predator. <laughs> It's fucking so easily put it. And then what's yeah. weird is it doesn't really matter where they fight. Yeah. <laughs> it just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that matchup, that was the reason why I matched them up this way, because if it was Predator versus Robocop, there's nothing, there's nothing on this planet that's telling me Robocop's winning that fight. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so the main event, the Terminator versus Xenomorph. What does your heart say before you even discuss it? My heart says that the Terminator will have the upper hand because if he gets in close contact, that knife through the back technique of that tail mm. ain't doing shit to the Terminator. See. It's going to immobilize him and take him off the ground, but he will keep punching and ripping. And then it will be down to the acidic blood destroying the Terminator. You see. Now it's whether or not the alien survives that. Ah, you see now this is, this is where my debate comes because my heart and my head both say Xenomorph. Now I'm, I'm a slot full of Xenomorph. I don't know, you know, you man in the scuba diver makes me all over. We'll have a number of scenarios. So they're in a smelting factory. Mm. Don't I, no, actually, no, because we'll, we'll give it home turf. They're at Sainsbury's, <laughs> right? <laughs> the Terminator's there. He's, he's looking around. The Xenomorph's in the ceiling. He jumps at him, attacks him. And you're right. That, that scenario plays out exactly as you mentioned. Knife in the back through the Terminator doesn't do nothing. So whilst he's impaled, the Terminator just starts smashing because he's got no weapons. Because mm. you're not allowed guns in Sainsbury's. <laughs> The Terminator respects the rules. The same with PLC. Punching him in the face. Yeah. Punch him in the face. There's blood spilling around, mate. And then that's where the fucker gets you. Acidic blood. And that's going straight through the, the metal exoskeleton. The blood is the only thing that's stopping the Terminator because I think even the inner jaw is punching skin, but it ain't, it's not, it is. it's not doing anything to the uh, endoskeleton of the, uh, of the Terminator. But then we do have a case study. If you'll follow me, sir that the alien films, we know for a fact that an alien can smash through through uh, synthetic life because it's got a history of smashing like lens images. So it's got history about smashing robots. That, up, them, them androids, mate, are not, well, just, they're not made of the titanium well, or whatever it is that the Terminator's I'm made just, of. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, what you've got to remember is, is the closer to death the Xenomorph gets, the more dangerous it becomes. So in, it, a, in a way, you, you could come to the situation, mate, and I'm not joking, where the Terminator is actually killing itself because it's smashing and this acidic yeah. blood, which is the ultimate killer, because we've seen it. I mean, it's, it is aliens get out of jail free card. It's like, we need this alien to escape. Fuck it. It's acid blood is so acid that it goes through 50 layers of shit. Hypothetical situation. Terminator okay. learns. 
He's got the xenomorph in his death grip. He's got a fucking apron on. The, <laughs> the, the xenomorph starts puncturing skin with that jaw, mm. with that inner jaw. Terminator's only going to take two seconds before he grabs that jaw, rips the fucker out. Oh, good point. Now, that blood, acidic blood goes all over the arm, melts the arm off. Terminator's yeah. learned that blood is melting me. Yeah. Will then win the fight because he'll, he'll take the fight away from close combat. But will he have enough time? Well, that's the thing. How quickly is If that blood is getting on the, the core unit, if you say, the processor of the Terminator, the main chip, the hard drive, then yeah, it's game over very quickly. <laughs> but I do, I do think the Terminator would do you figure what? out the blood before it killed him. Weirdly, they've both got the same weakness and it's something we should judge them on. They both couldn't kill a middle-aged woman. I'm just saying, they're not, they're not ultimate. Maybe that's their letdown. Maybe they're too busy concerned what people think about them. So they're getting the job done. Mm. <sighs> yeah, but you could say, didn't defeat- Oh, sorry, carry on. No, I mean, that. yeah, you're right. Ripley and Sarah Connor are good they examples. They don't start off. That's what I mean. In the first one, which we're only judging them on, they are not the superheroes that they become on, especially like Sarah Connor. She starts off as like a waitress who's learning. Which is the second one, if it was second one, it'd be fucking Sarah Connor winning. And she's not even in the competition. That's how good she is. But I've actually got a scenario for you I've just thought as well. Mm. And this might blow your mind. Would the Terminator give a shit? Why would they fight? I know we're forcing them to fight, but if you realistically, well, they're in Sainsbury's. Oh, well, you'd have to come up with a situation where the Terminator's been programmed to go kill the alien, yeah. So what's the name for the alien? Because I think the alien could outrun the Terminator, fight or flight, and I think it would, maybe the alien wouldn't fight the Terminator. And maybe that would be its downfall. It would chase it for 120 years. <laughs> well, the alien would go after the Predator not knowing because of the infiltration and the fake skin. The alien would go after the predator, not realizing it's not a human. Well, I was thinking in my head that the alien would know that it's not human because it can smell it. Because I assume, and I'm basing this on a lot of assumptions, is that the alien obviously has a lot more heightened sense that it would smell that it's not human. It would smell that something off with it. But I think it does. The no. Terminator does give off a smell because Kyle Reese says it sweats, it smells, it's it's. Yeah, but I think uh, I'm basing this on androids in the alien universe, it, and an alien knows, and the face knows that. Uh, an android's not a human. Sh- well, I'll shoot you. That. Yeah, well, I'll shoot you. Well, no, because, because, it, because, because you can't impregnate an alien, so, uh, an android so it knows not to. I'm basing that on games that I've played where it's like, where you play a face or you've got impregnated, but you can't impregnate a... Second movie. Well, it's, uh, it takes out Lance Hendrickson, and that's an it android. It does, but it doesn't try and impregnate him. Well, no, because it splits him in half. Can, that's what I mean. You can't really do much after that, can you? Well, it does split him in half. All that, all that machinery, mate. Mm. Right, so you... I'm just saying that there is a possibility that time would take the Terminator out before the alien... Yeah, there's, there's I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying there's an honorable fight. I'm saying I, I, my, my heart says the alien is the winner out of all of these four. Mm. The xenomorph is the is the ultimate. Well, you say that, but there's something about the Terminator I think would probably beat it. Yeah, probably. I think, do you know what? I think it comes down to like a 50 50 mile. I, t- I, I tell you what, though, because if you went around the asses like that, well, you could say, well, the predator would beat it. Because again, if you were in a, in a concrete room, the Predator probably would take some shots with that arm cannon and spear. And yeah. again, get bled on and get that. But well, what's really weird is I know Terminator got to final, but I don't think Terminator could beat Predator. <laughs> so I think, I think, I'm sorry, I mean, yeah. Well, Predator could probably have a Terminator Okay, then. so this brings me to my fifth character then. Okay. Because okay. We are ruling out Robocop though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robocop yeah. could take any of these. So <laughs> my, I, I then thought, well, actually, there's probably a character that, because in any science study, you need a control group. Can and I, I, and can I guess who? Who is it, Doctor Who? Who? Doctor Who? No, I'm not Doctor Who. <laughs> Fuck's a sonic screwdriver going to do against the Xenomorph? But anything he wants, if it's the last five minutes of the episode. That's true. <laughs> I think there is someone that encompasses a lot of the skills, weaponry, and uh, just pop culture. 
as these do, and that is our good friend, Judge Dredd, that you mentioned very early on. Because of the gun. Because if you take, if you look at the weaponry of Judge Dredd, so he has the Lawgiver, which is the oh, what the, a name with a pistol with a six types of bullet. You look at the uh, Arbitrator, which is his pump action shotgun, <sighs> or the Widowmaker Two Thousand, which is the automatic shotgun. Or if you look at his um, day stick, which is like a night stick, but day. During, during the day. But it's a titanium baton. His knife in his boot, so his boot knife. The law- <laughs> Everything's got great knives for the boot knife. Yeah. <laughs> the, the law rod rifle, um, which is in the side holster of the Lawmaster motorbike. Oh. The riot foam, which when you spray it engulfs the, uh, the, the villain, the gangster or whatever, I'm, in concrete. I'll be honest, these names are either brilliant and the best names I've ever heard or the shittest name. Why is it, he should, his stick should have been called the penal code. That's what it <laughs> should have been. stub gun, yeah. which is a laser rifle, stun gas, and the total annihilation device, which is the equivalent of a nuclear warhead. So let's put- That's what Mega Scene is. Now I know, I'm going to also break the rule here because fuck it, it's my podcast, I can do what I like. But I am also going to say that I'm not taking that the origin because I'm not counting Sylvester Sloan's dread. I'm going by the Carl Urban one. That's right? a shame because the Sylvester Sloan mate is still on. Would be, you'll be Sylvester Sloan versus Robocop and we'd end the show. But if we take the Carl Urban Judge Dredd that we saw mm. in that movie or from the from the graphic novels, Judge Dredd versus Terminator. Judge Dredd? I'm saying Judge Dredd. I'm saying Judge Dredd. And that's, the- that's not, I'm not, I'm not having a go mm. at the Terminator. The Terminator's still top. But, but my heart, Judge Dredd. There's a part of me that thinks, okay, like if it came out a standard shootout, Dredd's got to duck for cover, and at which time the Terminator's gone off and loose, we'll just yeah, we'll just ambush and we'll just keep going. But weirdly, that plays in Dredd's favour. Yeah, I think with the with the different types of missile and the different weaponry that Dredd has. Um, also, I mean, Judge Dredd is a much cooler version of. I'm going to say it, Robocop. Because <laughs> because what was it? Dead or alive, you call me. I am the law, mate. I'm going. I am the law. I didn't write. I didn't write the best quote from the alien, which is. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, just dread versus predator. It's close. I think I might go. Oh no! Actually, I don't know. I'm fifty-fifty on that one. Who's your sixth character? <laughs> Who's gonna? No, it might be. Does does I know they're not allowed back up? But it's your podcast. You can change the world. Does he have that psychic uh, lady with him? Because she was badass. I'm going Judge Dredd then. Because he, I'm sure she'd be able to help locate. Yeah, and let's say, like in the movies, four Dreads turn up at the incident, and our boy Judge yeah, Joe, Joe Dredd, <laughs> doesn't go out first. Joseph Dredd um, doesn't go out first. Instead, one of his colleagues does, and so all right, he knows there's a predator. Mm. Then I think we're on a fair game. And let's say it is in Mega City One, and they're in a skyscraper. Oh, like that'd in that be movie. awesome. I do you want mate? Write that. That'd be awesome. Imagine Predator on fucking Mega City. It probably is a crossover comic book. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm going to a shred. So I, and I, all right, the, the alien question though, we're just going to go back to the Terminator, aren't we? We're going to say, well, actually, it depends on the kind of fight and how close proximity. Maybe, but, but, in, but in true, sorry, in my seat fashion, in an uh, episode called Robocop versus Terminator versus Predator versus Alien, I think the word is just dread. <laughs> I am a little disappointed that you didn't bring out Gandalf. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, James, next week, Jesus versus Dracula versus the T-Rex. <laughs> the T-Rex. Or oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> do you know what? I, do you know what? I, right, just before we go, just before we go, come on, let's sum him up. He might have come in last place. But I've got a soft spot for him. He eats baby food. Shoot him in the chin. It's Robocop. And he's got Nancy Allen as a sidekick. He's got Nancy Allen as a sidekick. Yeah, he's doing fine. He doesn't need us. Mm. Uh, that reboot, though, 
one of the worst reboots because it yeah. missed the point. Joel Kinnaman, you've been lucky because you had Suicide Squad as well. Mm. Sorry, that was very good. Mm. Mm. Um, third place to Predator. But but this is one of these things that's skewed, mate. Just because you've got the bronze doesn't mean that you're actually third place. Yeah, and you took out Toe for Grace. So. Toe for Grace. Um, I'm giving the I'm giving the silver medal, mate. I'm giving it to the Terminator. Yeah. The Terminator does get it because I just think it's the Xenomorph, mate. I do, I do. I think you're right. I'm giving gold to the Xenomorph because I just think it, it's got a place in my heart and I could be wrong. Feel free to get to me. But in true Olympic style, it all doesn't matter because the platinum, mate, I agree with you. Fuck me. Give me Judge Dredd. <laughs> Judge Dredd, the platinum, the winner of our four-way contest. That doesn't involve. That's such a dread thing to do. I know. <laughs> well, he is the law, James. He is the law. I can't wait. So in a few months, we'll definitely do uh, Harry Potter versus uh, Gandalf. <laughs> Definitely. Hogwarts versus um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That'll be, we said it before, mate. I, I say Harry Potter without magic is as threatening as a vegan yogurt and Frodo out of the, out of the woods is useless. <laughs> oh, so there you go. The winner, George Dredd. <laughs> or the Xenomorph. I will say out of the tile of it, I think, I think he's winning. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're quite vocal and you think we got it wrong, do let us know, but do start your email, dear sweethearts, and then tell us why we were wrong. But it's just a bit of fun at the end of the day. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. We've gone back, we've revisited some of the movies. We've looked at some of the skill sets, the weaponry, the bodywork and the box office of four Titans. And regardless who wins, um, we, you know, we all win. We all win. Yeah. yeah, we all win from these movies. They are worth a revisit. If you haven't seen the Terminator Robocop, Predator or Alien, go back, revisit them um, because they are, they just hold up so well. Even Robocop, which I do think is my personal least favourite because mm. it is dark and it is, it has that, like, there are those movies like Starship Troopers and those kind of films that have that political kind of narrative throughout yeah. it as well and the, and the the black comedy starts like, to... Weirdly, how I summed it up was he's the most, he's the most likable character of the four, but his world is the worst. Mm. Does that make sense? It's like his world is... I think it's scary because it's more realistic. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the movies, you know, like when, when Clarence is like arrested and he spits on the... <laughs> it's just like, like oh, God, it's my just, lawyer. It's a grim... Mm. grim movie isn't it and and, and and the majority of the film shot in daylight and it's still <laughs> grim um terminator is just an all-time classic from script to screen is just perfect predator is fun it is a fun movie it is. no matter how many times you go back to it, it's flawed there's a lot of issues with it um, and, uh, but it's got you know it's got i think a great sequel i really like predator too yeah yeah and i and i do i, I do like the adrian brody predators yeah um, the Predator was dog shit. The, was. the Predator is up there with like Terminator Genesis for me. Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Alien Resurrection, yeah. Robocop 3. And then uh, Alien is just... Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yeah. Absolute masterpiece. Oscar winning. So I'm happy to give it to the Xenomorph. Do let us know if we got it wrong. That is our show for this week. If I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Goodbye.